process. Hello, hello, hello. This is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and this is another podcast of Thursday's edition called The Checkup. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I'm encouraged by all that has been going on. Uh, So amazed at your responses and your encouragement, uh, whether it's uh, I know you've shared one of the podcasts or you've messaged me directly or, or you've dropped a comment on one of the podcast channels we operate on. I am glad you are here. Uh, We need each other. And again, one of the things that I love about recovery is that it almost demands a fellowship. It demands a way for me to relate to you in ways that I never thought I needed to relate to people. So I hid behind the alcohol and the drugs and the other negative behavior, because I would think unless you were self-destructive like me, Why would you want to hang with a person like me, right? And so it was really all I knew. And obviously, when the money ran out, the drugs ran out, the alcohol ran out, whatever, your friends ran out as well. So my my premise or suggestion to you is they probably were never friends anyways. They were just using acquaintances, acquaintances that we used with along the way. Then we come into this thing called recovery, and it's why the Recovery Guy podcast exists. Again, I am so glad you're here, whether you're listening on uh, iTunes podcast, Spotify, um, Stitcher, or or Google Play, or our host, uh, uh, Podbean. Um, let us know. Again, listen, subscribe, comment, and whenever appropriate or necessary, please share this message of hope that we have found and we are growing on. You know, I'm, I always try to look out into the world and see what's going on and then almost do like a recovery commentary on it and, and share my experience, strength, and hope uh, on these particular topics. So again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of what we do. I, I've been a little concerned. Oh, by the way, a shout out to my friend Sandy. Today is 20 years of continual recovery. If you go into Instagram, it's Blondie, I-E, so B-L-O-N-D-I-E underscore is underscore grateful. So Blondie underscore is underscore grateful. Go on Instagram, send her a message, tell her congratulations, because 30 years of continual recovery uh, is pretty badass. And if you're new or relatively new to the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, don't be concerned with 20 years or or 30 years and above like me and so many of my friends have. Just worry about today. Sandy will be the first one to tell you that everything is one day at a time, right? That's all we have is to live in this moment, any of you. And if you listen to the Monday's podcast, which is Look to This Day, you'll understand that even a little bit more. So I do a lot on social media. I interact with a lot of people. I see sobriety dates coming up of six months, 11 months, 12 months, 18 months, all of the areas and and all of the ranges that people are reporting back 400 days. There was a person earlier today that I saw. And each one of these are milestones um, made to 
complement and 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 be evidence that we can do something of value, something of importance. And and I'm so I'm so glad that you shared those things. Here's my concern though. Social media does not allow for the accountability that I really believe that a person in recovery needs to have because I live in a world where, as Bill Wilson would say, I'm no longer able to differentiate the true from the false. So I live in this land of of situational ethics and situational explanations of things. And And if you do something that I don't like, it's easier sometimes to move you out of my life rather than make the change necessary to become that person that is received more holy. Does that make sense? Did, did it ever occur to you of how important accountability is? And, and I don't know how many of you, uh, such as me, who are on Instagram, who are active in, in recovery, but there are some real challenges with social media recovery and using social media uh, as a platform. I'm going to give you two references and I'd like you to do a little bit of homework on them and see where you fit in uh, in this whole accountability and how much we've used social media as our sponsor, right? Or as our sounding board. And we begin to negate other things that can have more foundational value than that which social media uh, can have just because of its design. It's, it's personal interaction without being personal, if you feel me, if you know what I'm talking about. So here's the thing. There's, again, two good resources that I've looked at, and I'll share both of them with you. And one, I'll share a little bit more even into detail. The, the first thing is uh, recovery.org. Uh, website recovery.org they have this article it's really pretty good it's called the case for keeping your recovery off social media now they're not going to say that all of social media is bad they're just going to offer a different perspective and i think there's great insights for us to take a look at and see which one of them may you know fit us the best again at the end of the day we want to do a checkup want to do that checkup from the neck up. We want to look in those four dimensions of life, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, and the uh, psychological. We want to take a look at those things and wonder what role is social media playing in my recovery and does it positively impact me more or is it um, a negative impact because it's my excuse for not being held accountable. The next one is is really pretty good. So look at that, the the case uh, for keeping your recovery off social media by recovery.org. Then there's another uh, thing on uh, soberlink.com. So soberlink, soberlink.com. And it's seven steps to embrace accountability because here is my concern that if you don't like what I say on a post, on challenging you, and I've had this before, you know, after three, 33 and a half years of personal recovery and going through all the 12-step programs and 
having a degree in alcohol and drug studies, and I've and I've worked in social model recovery. I've worked in a more of a medical model. I've worked in a dual diagnosis facility. I was a DU, DUI counselor in California, working for three different groups, along with the personal things that I've done in in and out of the rooms of recovery. You you sort of see a pattern develop it. And, and you, you get a sense for individuals and you try to prop them up and help them understand in a deeper sense of what they could be saying or how to help them grow that to make it even more powerful. Well, sometimes, more often than I'd like to admit, and, and I think sometimes I need to work on my delivery instead of being that get off my lawn guy and being so quick to say when someone's wrong, but maybe examine why they're making that statement. But there's a lot of things that I see on on Instagram, especially, and a lot of things on Facebook that I don't agree with because they're not part of the overall recovery plan. And it really doesn't matter what aspect you're coming from, whether it's a traditional 12-step program or a religious program or a secular program. And this is where accountability comes into play. So if, if, if we're posting something, especially those who are new or relatively new to the program, and again, I'm so proud of you of making this journey. But here's the challenge. The minute I suggest to you that your idea might not be on solid ground or I suggest that you dig a little bit deeper, it's so easy for you to ignore me because we don't really have a relationship outside of social media. We don't go to meetings together. I'm not your sponsor. I'm not a mentor. I'm really not anything to you but a follower or you follow me on Instagram, which is not a bad thing, but it's not the whole thing, right? So when I give you that comment, you know, Oftentimes, people will just tell me to mind my own business, or they'll block me, or or other people will come against me and say, you're being unfair, you're being, you know, uncaring, can't you see what they're trying to do? You know, and I, and I get that. However, this is life and death, and and I take this so seriously. I try not to take myself too seriously, you know, rule 62, don't take yourself too damn seriously, Right. But that doesn't mean that that I don't try to share deeper levels of truth with you because deeper levels of truth challenging my premise was how I got to where I'm at today. Totally happy, joyous, and free, as my friend Slow Will says, a happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic. It doesn't mean that I'm not out without challenges and I still don't need accountability in my life. Matter of fact, in some cases, it's more so because I'm held to a higher standard than the person who's new or relatively new. So again, recovery.org, the, the case for keeping your recovery off of social media. Soberlink had a really cool thing and, and look at it. It's called seven steps to embracing accountability because here's my challenge with social media. There is no accountability. You know, we can tailor ourselves to who follows us or what comments we make. We don't we don't have to listen, even though even though Bill Wilson in uh, in the big book says that, you know, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. I understand that recovery is a suggestion. Here's the deal. However, the only alternative suggestion I've ever heard is to go back out 
to use. Does that hit you like a ton of bricks like it hits me and would even have scared me to death? As a matter of fact, it was a couple times that that was said to me or I read that that kept me to stay because, you know, staying can be difficult, especially in the beginning. And so, again, the only alternative suggestion that I've ever seen is go back out and use. Again, recovery is about finding a power greater than yourself making that power personal, and as a result of that personal power, through that higher power, we no longer engage in that negative behavior. It further states is that half measures availed us nothing. We got nowhere, and we're not a people who can stand getting nowhere for very long because the pain will come back up and begin to make choices for us on an emotional, painful level rather than an intellectual, sane response. So seven steps to embracing accountability. And here's how important this is. I I went ahead and as usual, I I looked in, you know, dictionary.com to get a definition. So what does it mean to be accountable? So first of all, the definition, the fact or condition of being accountable, responsibility. You like that? The fact or condition of being held accountable And then the next word is responsibility. So what does it mean to be accountable and even responsible? It means to be answerable for something within one's power or control. So when someone says they're doing a particular thing, to be responsible or accountable, and you do control what you're doing or not doing, you become answerable. And that's one of the problems we get with social media. And again, I'm not knocking, I'm a big social media guy. Whether it's my podcast channels or Instagram or my website or or Facebook. But I try to stay accountable. I try to listen to people like Slow Will. He's my sponsor since Jack passed away in January. I, I listen to this man because I I want someone in my life that I am accountable to. You know, with my years of recovery, I, I pretty much know, you know, what to do day in and day out, but I always like that extra um, expression, that extra view or opinion, as it were, of, of what I'm doing and where I'm going and how I'm processing things. And having a great sounding board, uh, like someone like Will, is very important to me in my life. To be accountable means to be subject to giving an account or having the obligation to report, explain, or justify something. You know, and and that gets to the curse. Because I've had people say to me on social media where you don't you can't judge me. Well, I'm not judging you as a person, but I certainly have a right to judge what you're saying, especially if you're trying to share that in the recovery community and and what you say can can affect someone who's maybe a little bit more precarious than you in their recovery walk or someone who's a little bit more new. We have to be responsible and accountable for the message we bring out there. And unfortunately, social media doesn't demand this accountability. We can post whatever we want, whenever we want. And as long as it's not offensive, you know, racially or or sexual preference-wise or religion-wise, we probably won't be shut down or blocked, right? Because it on one hand, it would seem innocuous. On the other hand, 
if you're not accountable for a statement and you continue to make it, are you not held responsible or accountable for someone who would take that and then fail doing it? So I congratulate you on, on your exposure to social media and sharing what you're sharing, but please be careful in allowing social media to be the, the end all and to be all because social media does not allow us the accountability and the responsibility that is required in doing something so miraculous and so monumental as personal recovery is. So here's what the seven steps to embracing accountability uh, comes down to, again, from soberlink.com. Great article. Go check it out for yourself. Find an accountability partner. I love this. Find someone that you know cares about you with no other motive in mind except you and you becoming well. They don't need your money. They don't need your sex. They don't need your intelligence. They don't need anything tangible or intangible. They just want to be there for you because they care for you, the individual, and therefore that person is safe to be accountable to. You ever hear that average that, you know, people don't care what you know until they know that you care? Where this accountability person hopefully is a person who's demonstrated to you in your life that they care. And therefore, whether they're right or wrong in their assessment or their view, we need to listen because we know it's coming from a standpoint of caring. And that usually can come best through one-on-one through maybe a DM or a phone call or a direct text message, or hopefully it's face-to-face, right? As we're getting out in the recovery community, going to meetings and sharing our experience, strength, and hope. The second thing they say is create a personal accountability statement and write it down. This is really big. You know, one of the things in, in years ago, going through Zig Ziglar's goals, his goal-setting program, he talked about the first thing about a goal is the number one thing for a goal is it has to be written. Otherwise, it's not really a goal. It's maybe a wish or a hope. And there is no accountability because thoughts come and thoughts go. But when we take that thought, that commitment, that idea, and we write it down and turn it into an accountability statement, and then maybe we even share it with that person we're accountable to, wow, now that is a commitment. And I like that. And again, go to Soberlink.com, download these for yourself, embrace them, see where you can learn from them. Learn where your personal triggers are and create healthy strategies to handle them. Personal triggers is a big deal. A lot of times, it's, this even gets into the area of boundaries, because as, as they say here in this article, triggers can include certain situations or people and your own moods. And so they go on to say it's not about avoiding situations you dislike, but we need to create healthy boundaries. And, and, and I do have an article that I've looked at uh, on the internet years ago, and I sort of reformatted it. I was taken into a, a lady's uh, halfway house facility and teaching them about the 10 steps to healthy boundaries. 
And there's a lot of this in here and personal triggers are triggered by boundaries that aren't managed properly or not set at all. The next thing, find assistive technologies that work for you. This is so badass because that's what social media is. It's an assistive technology. It is not our recovery. Our recovery does not start and stop with social media, whether it's Snapchat, Facebook, uh, again, Instagram. They're assisted technologies that help us share with other people, but that's all they do. They assist. They're not the core. They're not the foundation. An online support platform, as they call it, is not accountability. And we need to be careful because we need to be held accountable. I need to be accountable. That is the only way. I made sure that there was people in my life, like I've mentioned the story about Russian Ted or my sponsor, Jack, or, or Buddy or Steve or Eddie um, or Slow Will. Again, all still instrumental in my life. I'm friends with them personally. They see me on social media. I guarantee you, I flat out guarantee you that if any of these individuals side messaged me and said, you know, Robert, I, I heard you on your podcast I, or I saw that post on Facebook or whatever, and I think you need to dial this back. I think you, you're looking at it a different way. Man, I welcome that because these are people who were there for me from day one. There is no doubt in my mind that they care for me for all the right reasons. And the only reason they're saying something is from that point of caring. The next step is consider participating in a formal program. Participating, being active, being involved with a program, whether, again, they go on the article, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, Overeaters Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, Gamblers Anonymous, where I started, you know, I've been part of a Christian-based program as well. Like they talk about Celebrate Recovery, there's Life Ring, Recovery Training or the Smart Recovery, and Women for Sobriety. Again, there's so many avenues that they list here. Find out which one works for you in your area and get there. Some of you would say, well, it's not convenient for me to get to a meeting, therefore I'm going to use social media. That's bullcrap. Because when we were out there ripping and running, remember what we would do for a drink or a drug that fixed that high that we were so desperately needing? I need recovery with the same chronic passion on a physical and a psychological and spiritual level. I needed to drink and use for all those reasons. I need to be sober and to to approach recovery with the same sense of urgency that I needed when I was out there ripping and running. And being in a program and have that accountability there is so vital. So consider participating in that. Because if you don't, the likelihood is you're not going to survive. We need each other. We are social creatures. We need face-to-face socialization and fellowship Fellowship is one-on-one, me in a group or a small group or a large group. It doesn't matter because they all come in all different shapes and sizes, right? But I need to be around others because others are a great sounding board in what I should do or what they demonstrate what I shouldn't do. 
Celebrate your recoveries or successes, even the small ones. That's number six. Celebrate your successes, even the small ones. And and again, that's why I love to celebrate with individuals, whether it's for the um, uh, Salt Lake Alano Club or up in Bountiful or other meetings that I attend. Um, I like to you know celebrate the successes of watch people getting chips and and especially successes that would seem small, but they're part of a bigger picture. So are they small really? No. Just because individually they're small. It's like out in my family room right now, I've got a puzzle and it's made up of 750 small pieces. But without one of those pieces, that puzzle won't be complete. But it's a small piece. (laughs) But it's as important as the biggest piece. Because again, without that small piece, the bigger puzzle never gets completed. Just like if you've seen my website and my logo from broken to whole, it's got that heart with the piece missing out of it. And we're looking to insert that piece back to go back to a state of being whole, being one, to a position of alignment. That piece that's outside that heart is as important to the entire heart. And you have to remember to celebrate your successes even the small ones. The next one and the final one, and there could always be others, share your successes with others. You know, happiness is so vital in sharing successes. Unless a person has what is called a, a deficiency mentality where they, they hate to see people doing well or having a piece of the pie because that means that they don't get a piece of that pie or it exposes what they're not doing right in their life. You feel me? But share your successes. And the people who want that success also will gravitate and they'll congratulate and they'll let you know how proud they are of you. Because when I, especially early on, when I would sit in the rooms where I would attend meetings and I would hear, you know, when I was 30 days sober and I would see a person take a 90-day a chip, And I would realize how they're sharing their success of sobriety with me. Let me know that it could be done. So not only does it validate us as an individual because people congratulate us. And hey, who doesn't love an attaboy, right? Who doesn't love a pat on the back? I love an attaboy. When I'm doing well, when I'm rocking and rolling as a husband or as a father or as a friend or as a person of recovery and people say, you're on the right track, man. And I'm sharing my success. I'm letting them know how I'm doing and how I explored and and how I've gained and how I've worked through loss and pain and disappointment to emerge as this stronger version of me. And that encourages them. And when you share your experience, strength, and hope with me, I'm encouraged as well. So I really want to thank recovery.org and and, and soberlink.com for their great contribution to the recovery community. Again, check out recovery.org for the, the case for, you know, looking at social media in, in a different fashion or maybe to a depth that you haven't looked for. And then, of course, looking at the, the article by Soberlink on the seven steps to embracing accountability. Because without accountability, you might think I'm wrong, but I'm not. If you try to do this alone, and isolate in your recovery, eventually 
you'll be so miserable, you will go back out and use. If I'm wrong, that's fantastic. But I'd like to think that I'm not. I've seen it too many times that people isolate, they go back, they, 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 they regress or digress in their personal, emotional, spiritual, and mental recovery. They don't think they need anyone or they're tired of the accountability. They don't want to do the work, right? And so they back up. They don't want the accountability. They don't want to fellowship with people on that level. That type of individual is not going to stay in recovery very long. I hope they do. And I hope if they do go out, they find a way back and they understand that being accountable is the only way. Being accountable is so important, whether it's just being accountable to that power greater than yourself and the one or two individuals who help explain a a program of recovery to you, or it's being accountable to the people that you would influence in your recovered life, right? Accountable to your significant other, to, to your employer, to your friends, to the situations that you're involved with. There has to be accountability. And if your social media interaction does not elevate you to having that kind of accountability, that you'll listen to something, whether you agree with it or not, whether it brings pain or happiness, we have to listen to it again. Bill Wilson said, contempt prior to investigation is a bar against all information and will lead to everlasting ignorance. Does that mean that everything I hear is right? No. But does it mean that everything I hear I should at least be accountable to, examine it against my own life, and instead of just giving a cursory, you're wrong, I don't like you, I don't like your message, but pull a bit or a piece out of it? Why don't I like it, right? I need to be accountable to me in order to be accountable to you to that degree. I hope this has helped. I know going through the material, and this is something that's been on my heart and my mind for the, for the last week and a half, so I was so excited when I sat down with Juan today to present this podcast of what we were going to be talking about. My name is Robert. I'm the Recovery Guy. Would you go to recoveryguy.org, pull down a video, any one of my 32 segments. I've got a great talk. Father Martin Chalk Talk is on there in one of the podcasts. You're going to love it to death. If you've never heard Father Martin talk about alcoholism, it will blow your mind. It will elevate you to another level of understanding that can only be good, right? But whatever you do, tell a friend, go to Recovery Guy Podcast, look at the other podcast uh, episodes that Juan has downloaded, and and John Barker, again, shout out to John with the new baby, um, and you know, see what we're doing on our website, become a part of this recovery guy podcast community share with me let me know what topics i can cover let me know how we're doing and share this subscribe to it thank you for listening my name is robert i'm the recovery guy and if it's thursday this must be the checkup have a great day i was trying